Hello. Hey, what's up, gamers? Welcome back to the Pizga Podcast, PP for short. Today, we're going to be talking about cringe culture. I don't know oh, how to introduce yeah. this properly, so let's just get right into the screw you, Austin. Yes. As Nathan said, welcome back to the Pisca Podcast, or PP for short, where we don't necessarily condone the purchase of Funko Pops, but I sure ain't gonna stop you. So I am. No, no, I, I am going to stop you. Good luck with that. So as my uh, friend here, Nathan, mentioned, that uh, we are going to be discussing the topic of cringe culture. I just realized that we did not look up an actual definition for cringe culture. Wait, 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 I gotta look it up so they can hear the keyboard things. Alright. There we go. Uh, would you like to read it off for us, Suji? Nah. Okay. Cringe culture is usually when people make, a fun, make fun of others for liking something that's deemed cringy. Spelled wrong. Of course, a lot of times the people make fun of aren't the people make fun of aren't doing them any harm. <laughs> the definition's broken. Yes, I grammar. Okay, the people they make fun of aren't doing anyone harm. They're just having fun. Cringe culture makes fun of that fun. It's kind of a gatekeeping in a way. In what way? No clue. Uh, that, that, was, <laughs> that was terrible. That I'm was not gonna lie, that was definition. actually a ter- pretty terrible definition. That was that was awful. Well, I I mean, let me throw my hat into the ring. Essentially, I think that cringe culture. You missed. For those of you that don't know, uh, I know. But I'm keep trying. Essentially, I feel like coil, <laughs> coil, uh, cringe culture essentially just boils down to anything that the mainstream internet says is essentially like stupid or i think like a primarily things that are deemed cringy could probably be put in the same category as things that are quote unquote childish would you guys agree with that yeah so i guess just to kick this off um let's go in reverse alphabetical order here cameron yeah. So, like, what are some things that you think are cringe, and how do you feel about them and the people in those communities? Like, what is one thing that you think is just absolute cringe? Uh, my voice mod not working. Okay. Uh, I can, I have something to say. Okay, yeah, Okay, then. I want to mention, you mentioned that it's closely related to being childish. However, I don't fully agree with that. Nowadays in meme culture, when you see something childish, as long as everyone sees it as childish, people reminisce and make it nostalgic. So I would more so weirdly link cringe culture nowadays to having to do with vanity. It's mostly a bunch of people doing jokes or whatnot, specific like dancing to a piece of music all by themselves without any sort of fun to it. That's what we consider cringe nowadays. That's what cringe culture is. People just having to do with vanity simply because it probably originated from back when social media apps like Instagram and Snapchat were originated where the entire point of them, well, obviously the point of them from practical perspective was just to talk to friends but 
the vanity aspect of them kind of took over. Nowadays, Instagram, because while in addition to that aspect, has a lot more of a meme culture to itself, you know, if you hear it right, um, that's that's what Instagram was originally. So as that kind of purpose slowly grew up, people considered um, the meme side of things, people considered it cringe because they wanted to separate themselves from that as much as possible. The same goes with TikTok. A bunch of people go on there just so that way they can, you know, it's a social media platform where they can circle jerk the liking of themselves. So, people, so the, so people find it cringe. That's so you're saying that like why. a common aspect found in quote unquote cringy content is kind of like a lack of self awareness. Yeah, it's a lack of self awareness and it's having to deal with vanity. I'm tr- I'm saying vanity, but we all know the truth. It's, it's typically um, funny women dancing, which in itself can be a deconstruction of gender stereotypes in a new one that I don't think anyone even mentioned in that kind of light. So, like, is there any, like, specific community that you want to delve into? I mean, you're already really steering yourself towards one that everyone already knows. So, like, would you want to elaborate on that? I mean, am I steering myself towards the TikTok one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who don't know in the audience, uh, I have a weird relationship with TikTok. I hate it, but I also can't hate it. I I hate it because a lot of the songs and whatnot that are used on there were originally there for good purpose. There were there, like, for example, the Undertale shop theme. I love that song. Like, I absolutely love that song because I love the game Undertale. And and then some social media platform, some guy decides to remix it, post it there, and now it's been degraded to funny beat drop. And like, it it, kind of hurts. I know the person who made the funny beat drop is not bad at all, simply because they did it out of respect to the song, but what it's degraded to is hurtful in a way. However, I also can't deal with it because for for other jokes, it's just someone laughing at them, but in a different light. Interior crocodile alligator, for example. That meme is super obscure, and I don't even know how it found its way on there. but. It's kind of funny seeing people laugh at it that weren't a part of the community that made it. So that's my opinion of it. It's like a second generation for all of these jokes. And being a part of the first generation, it, it's weird to look at people laughing at them when they don't understand the full context. Of Interior crocodile alligator was on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. My sister, who is has an addiction to it. Um, they, mom, shut up. Uh, yeah, my sister's addicted to it and has been like saying it over and over again. And it's just, it's, it hurts. It hurts to hear. I had, I had no idea that that one was like, maybe I had heard, but I probably just forgot. Again, like, that's, that meme is from fudging high-quality video game rips. That's not even, like, normal. That's not even, like... Uh, that's a part of a specific subculture of the art. Oh, that's a SIVA gunner. Like, yeah, that's culture. a SIVA gunner meme. Wow. Exactly. That's so weird. A piece of SIVA gunner got on. 
That's so weird. For those, for those who don't know, I guess if you yeah. want to explain who Siva Gunner is. I'll, I'll explain it because I've had to do this in the past. Siva Gunner is a YouTube channel. Well, the origins are going to take like half an hour to explain. The purpose of it now is like to take video game video game songs and subtly and like subtly change them in ways that are laughable mean them if, in a way for example taking for example taking the uh athletic theme from super mario world and make it and change the notes to sound like witch doctor for example the entirety of the channel is just daily rips that look that look like they're just generic video game songs but they're all memes and it lasted for so many years that there are tons of memes that are specifically contained within themselves that more has to do with the backstory that, that i didn't mention where it was originally a different channel that morphed into a different channel that morphed into a different one and this one's kind of a celebration of the original so to put it as vaguely as possible but yeah that's kind of what it is Interior Dark the Alligator was one of the jokes that was reoccurring a, a long time ago. Other forms of this can include can include um, a clip of Vine Sauce Joel saying "Granddad" and thus the Flintstones theme by extension, and this really old anime song from somewhere called Snowhalation that yeah. was also used a lot. Those are like the those are like the memes that they use. I think TikTok is such an interesting case study for, like, humor as a concept. Because I've never seen such a wider variety in terms of things that are funny, attempting to be funny, but fail miserably, and are attempting to be taken seriously, but end up just coming off as funny because of how serious they're taking themselves. There is such a wide spectrum on, like, like TikTok culture is, like, so fascinating. And I know that's weird for me to say personally because I've been, like, really ingrained with meme culture for, like, a little over 10 years now. Exactly. And so it's, it's so fascinating to me to just see this wide variety because I won't I won't I won't disavow that there isn't like genuinely funny content on TikTok you know like all of the jokes that like we make saying that like oh TikTok bad TikTok funny it kind of just originates from like a circle jerk of like the fact that the loudest minority or quote unquote minority on TikTok is the cringe like for the longest time it was just it was literally just musically too what you could exactly. do it and that's that's the point because musically was musically i mean was i don't terrible. i never actually I checked terrible. it out because i was younger then and thus it was gave in to the circle jerk and just hated it to hate it but from what i've seen of it yeah it kind of sucks i don't know but that's an example of what we consider cringe just people dancing to a popular song any sort of like joke or I don't I don't mind the dances. Some of them are some of them are really good. I don't mind the dances, but the ones that I that really grind my gears. No, oh, really grinds my gears. No, what really bothers me personally is uh, uh quote unquote acting. 
Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Where it's almost always it's almost always a breakup scene or someone's about to die. Yeah. And they're just lip syncing for like some CW teen drama. And then the caption is something like, I love acting. It's like that's it's not acting. You know? Yeah, that, that's lip syncing. And that's all that's that has to do by everyone hated TikTok originally. Because uh, as probably everyone knows, TikTok originally came from Musically, where the company that owned Musically got bought out and they rebranded it as or like I think TikTok might have originated beforehand, but like over time it just kind of TikTok. I'm not entirely sure, but from my understanding, it was either pre-established. Yeah, I think it existed beforehand. Or, but then the company that owns TikTok yeah. bought out the company that owned Musically, and thus all of the accounts for Musically merged over to TikTok. And thus, when people got news that Musically was dead, people checked it out, and that was its original start. And that because of that, it, it, it just evolved into something else. I think the best way to describe TikTok currently is essentially like. Zombie Vine. Like, we tried to bring Vine back, but something was just, like, different. And I think it's a really thin line. Like, a really weird line to walk. In terms of quote-unquote cringe on TikTok, because... About Vine, again, when I was younger, I gave in to the circle jerk when it came into cringe culture. And if you guys didn't know, Vine was a part of that. When Vine was originally a thing, I still found it cringe. I did like, uh, however, looking back, no, it was it was a good platform. I don't understand why people hated it so much. I guess it was simply because popular equals cringe. That's if you give in to the circle jerk, which uh, we've said it a lot, we should probably define it for those who don't know what it is. Circle jerking is a community of which people. Um, just support each other's argument over and over again. For example, flat earthers. The reason that they're never going to stop is because, well, they have each other to support each other. It's always going to exist as they continue saying the same thing over and over again. Don't they usually frame themselves as a diverse community? Exactly. However, that's what circle jerking is. We're specifically referring to the circle jerking of the platform known as Reddit, which a ton of good memes come from, However, in the community, a bunch it's just a ton of neckbeards who have wasted their entire life, or kids who don't know any better, and just kind of support each other's argument over and over again. The same things of Instagram bad, TikTok bad, any other platform is bad, and just saying if women aren't uh, women aren't funny, those kinds of circle jerks are what's there. Literally, those seriously. Are just, People take. Um, I, I was never on. Okay. Oh people wait. People are, wait, wait. People take women aren't funny seriously. You'll be surprised about what people take seriously on Reddit. What? Oh, on Reddit. On Re- oh, that's yeah, oh, on I'm Reddit. Sure that's just acting. Okay, 100%. but that's the thing about Reddit culture. There's a ton of people who do it as the joke, but there's a ton of people that do it as not the joke. No, don't. And that's the problem. So, like, basically, it's just it's just kind of toxic. I think, what ends up, I think what ends up happening is that a lot of, quote-unquote, like, 
famous. Okay, I'm about to get like canceled here. So I think the big one that everyone points to is Amy Schumer. Who I have not listened to her comedy extensively. So take everything I'm saying here with a spoonful of salt. But my understanding, to my understanding, most of her jokes simply result simply just I mean there's no way to sugarcoat it. From my understanding, most of her jokes simply just boil down to her saying something about her genitalia and or stealing something. And so I think that's where the whole like women aren't funny stems from. But like I'll be like I'll be the first to say that there are some really unfunny guys that I have met. And for me I personally, mean, okay, do you, any of you guys remember you guys remember the muffin song, right? About how that whole song was a cry for help about an artist who was consumed by a series that was made with his best friend who passed away from cancer oh, and instead it just oh, became a ha ha funny muffin song oh my gosh to die. you don't know you, you you know austin you know the, the how song, much it hurts to have that song, song is an artist's cry for help exactly it is not an artist it is tom scott's cried for help cry for help maybe not actually he didn't make a response video and he did say and in the response video he said it shows that it's gonna be a cry for help. However, he says, he says in the video, this is just going on for a long time. However, that's what it shows. The for those who don't know, um, the Muffin song is a song about a joke. Okay, so any of you who know the Astiff movie series by a man known by a guy YouTube channel known as Tomska. Who I've watched all of his content. I wasted the entirety of last night watching. <laughs> no, like literally last night. I spent the entirety of last night just re-watching Ed's World. It was a problem. Oh, man. Yeah. Rest so basically, peace, he started the YouTube channel. And it was one of his best friends was named Ed. And he died of cancer later on. And while he was alive, they had a cartoon known as Ed's World. Which is what I was watching. And... They did continue it a little bit even after he died, despite him being a main character. Uh, and it, was, it was my understanding that they also created um, Astiff movie together. Yeah, which is I don't. Was, I don't really know about the origins of it. However, I'm pretty sure that they were. It was that Ed Gould and um, Tom Scott created Ed's World together, which is why Ed Gould plays the I like trains kid. Oh. As well as, uh, I think, a variety of other characters. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he animated the first couple episodes before his No, that was... I know that was Ben. Oh, that was Ben. I know that was Ben. Anyways, Anyways like, like yeah, said, basically... Song is essentially just an extension of his... <clears throat> of a frustration with his series that... For a while, he felt he had expended, but just kind of feels an obligation to make because it's popular. But the whole song essentially just got boiled down to... Ha ha, the muffin wants to die! However, the, because that was the original joke, the muffin was originally a gag in one of the Asif movie videos, which if Asif movie to describe it are a bunch of clips sewn together with a similar similar cartoony art style that are just just that one off skits that have nothing to do with each other. And for example, the first joke ever made is "Got your nose," and then the police come in like, "Look out, he's got a nose," and then shoot him. 
it that's it's comedy by subversion of ridiculous like by subverting mundane expectations yeah. with ridiculous um outcomes yeah. exactly a lot of people think it's and, random it's not it's subversion to an extreme uh degree the muffin joke was originally hey joey you want to eat me no thanks mr muffin i'm stuffed why won't you let me die? I cannot do the voice. Yeah, well, he is an actual child. Like you. The voice yeah. actor. Anyways, I think we've... I forget where I was that going with the whole point of this song. But yeah, but anyways, actually, the Muffin song was made hey, so later on. The reason on. we went on the whole tangent about this Muffin song is because there's a viral video back in the day of these two guys that are doing a verse from it. Where he talks about baking a pie. And... It just like yeah. When I was talking Basically, about funny men, I was on TikTok. I'm talking about those guys that think they're Jim Carrey and can think like they're cool if they just like move around with ridiculous. Yeah. I don't really like the men aren't funny, women aren't funny thing because okay, and this is gonna sound really out of character to some people, but I am such a PC person. It's just they make so many jokes that don't have to deal with it. A lot of my sense of humor is joking about them. I will tell I've you made this, that one of the funniest jokes I am actually, com- I like it. however, if you're actually racist towards me, I'm going to kill you. Or okay, I will, I will violence. say this. I will say this. I will have to say that, like, like, I agree with you, because one of the funniest jokes I ever heard was a racist joke about Mexicans. And for context, I myself am one. Hispanic. Your mic cut off. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Your mic cut off at I myself am. A Mexican, yeah. Spoiler alert, I suppose. Dang, you really had to um, spoil this like that, man. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, I I am a P- I'm PC, so when I hear about that debate, I'm just like Someone pull out the equality book again, just like, aren't, aren't they both funny equally? That's, that's no, what they're I'm both supposed stupid to make, right? I think like, it's the thing that it's like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Senses of humor are so different from person to person that there's no way to d- determine it. However, it originally comes from the simple fact that if a bunch of guys are what's controlling, if a bunch of guys are what's mostly what's controlling on what our culture is, because to tell you the truth, it's it's mostly neck beard. It's mostly neck beard. <laughs> there are a ton of girls in our culture. Don't don't worry. But yeah, it's a, the the stereotype is that it's mostly neck beard. So if that's the case, and they're the ones making the making the shots, then. It's gonna make sense that a lot of people aren't gonna find what a bunch of women who are also similar in a lot of ways to each other find funny. So that's that in itself is what caused. It yeah, causes like I have to wonder. Gender like, separation. Is it, a, is it a thing that I don't like? Is the joke not funny, or is the joke not to funny yeah. to me? Exactly. Because that's what like that's my thing uh, about the women aren't funny debate. Because. It's funny to other people. And while... It, and it's weird here because... Well, there's all, there's also that debate between artistry and... Oh, and artistry and whatnot, where 
typically when people value comedy a lot more than others are going to hate comedy that's cheaply done. Yeah. And while other people are going to laugh at some fart joke, people who are really ingrained into comedy aren't going to laugh at it as much unless it was, like, timed well or some well, other punchline Unless it's layered. There are a lot of tropes that I think it all just lies in the execution. Like, one of my... Okay. One of my favorite, like, comedic tropes that I have not seen used a lot, but, like, enough to be considered a trope, is people putting together a poorly done, like, play or something, and, like, the worst actor in the group reads the stage direction. Oh. Because there's just something to me that's hilarious about someone, like, trying to read off a soliloquy, and then they're like, please, come home. Turn to stage left. I miss you. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, yeah, there is. That's a good one. But that's the that city construction of it where you have to realize what if it's just gender, gender stereotypes playing in it again. Which, why did I have to say women aren't funny to start this? Because I, I don't like talking about gender stereotypes because it's such an iffy subject where they exist, but they don't. I will say this. They- I will say this. I am looking into the possibility of bringing on a couple of females. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. We are, lo- we are looking into the prospect of bringing on a couple of girls on this show with us, and we're just going to talk about how we think the opposite gender is quote-unquote oppressed. I'm completely fine with that. Because I'm not... Okay, like, I could say something that I think men haven't bad in, but, like, that could just be my perspective. So I'm... I actually... I think this is a really interesting topic for debate. It's a whole other can of worms, so we're not going to open it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stop talking about the one year and women aren't funny thing. Anyways, cringe culture. Let's cringe get back culture. on track. Oh, okay. All right. So... so. Okay, we derailed. Okay, okay, so... Okay, we're coming up almost on the halfway mark, so we're gonna stop for a really quick ad break. Achoo. There is nothing to advertise. Do not question, do not pursue answers, and most importantly, do not do stare at the moon. Hey guys, uh, do you like whales? Sus? Well, come on to Nathan's Sus Emporium, where you can get plenty of sus. <laughs> I heard that. We've got, I, I heard that sus meant that meant that something sus. It means suspicious. I'm pretty yeah, sure. We've got green sus, because, red sus. No, I heard because because, sus. because because I was hearing because I was like reading something and it was like some little kid who was like, "Daddy, the teacher was acting so sus." So I, you know what I did? I stood up and I threw a rock at him, and the kid behind me was like, "We stand." <laughs> no, okay. Sus is an insult, but it's also used as a replacement for the word sauce. That's not what I remember. That's what I was doing. Oh yeah, yes, I have heard sus be used as sauce before. Yeah. But like, as in ragu, not source. 
Yeah. Sus. If you know, you know. Anywho, now that we we've have We've got the green sus. We've got pink sus. We've got all the sus know. in the world. So come on down to Nathan's Sus Emporium, where you can get your sus today. You did- It's too late. It's all sold Damn. out. You didn't come now. Why didn't Okay, so what are some mainstream things? Okay, things that the mainstream, and when I say mainstream, I don't mean like, I mean like mainstream for us, for kids our age. What are some things that like our generation thinks are cringy that you actually enjoy? Um, I don't know, Cameron. Do you uh, well, you like anime. Yeah, but some animes aren't cringy. Uh, I'd be, I'd say more of the trash harem animes, like the really bad ones. There's this one that I'm watching, and it's about like this this girl who like falls, causes like is like a spirit or something, and like causes space quakes or whatever. It's like earthquakes except like space, and then <laughs> and then like he has to like make her fall in love with him in order for her to stop or something. It's really stupid. Uh. I will say this, that I have- I wholeheartedly agree with you in something that is often considered, like, such degeneracy. I actually take, like, great pleasure in watching. Because there's just some- okay, for those who don't know, the title's pretty self-evident, but a harem anime usually consists of one character, and... They're you so have you ever heard of a polygamous relationship? It's essentially that, but instead of having like multiple women and multiple guys, more often than not, it's one guy and a bunch of girls that are all yeah. So it's and the guy has no personality, so you can project. Yeah, so it's uh, one guy, at least three girls. The reason I watch and the shenanigans that go on. I watch them is because I. The reason I watch them is because I love watching like how ridiculously over the top and out of control it like. Yep, the store scenes. You're the kind of guy that watches porn yeah. for the plot. Yeah. What? <laughs> Sorry, it's just too similar of a debate. I had to bring it up. How was that a debate? <laughs> but, yeah, I don't watch harem to self-project. I watch it to laugh at it. I don't watch porn for okay, sex. It's, it's, I it's watch porn for the plot. It's so bad, it's good mentality. That's yeah, yeah, I get it. I completely understand. It's like watching a rat It's it's just it's there's just something like so gratifying. One of my favorite Ladies things and gentlemen, is- by the way, if you don't know what ratatoing is, no, that was not me speaking and having a seizure. Go on your keyboards, look up right now ratatoing. It is a because it is a real movie that somebody put the entirety of on YouTube. You can all watch it to yourself. It's it's a master. What? what is it about? Because I don't feel comfortable about. Thirty-one percent like this movie, though. Stuff. Are you sure? It's forty-four minutes. It's a movie, but it's forty-four minutes. It's a rip-off of Ratatouille, oh but it's awful. Ratatouille. That but Marcel Telling, that rat owner of the best restaurant in Rio de no, Janeiro, no, must embark on a series of missions to steal ingredients from human restaurants to ensure his meals remain the best. The plot has to deal with some guy who owns a restaurant and they get all the ingredients from some house and an opposing restaurant's trying to get, uh, realize their secret and they have to assassinate- No, they don't. Um, crab? And they have to go in and like get- I, I don't fucking know. All I know is they go in a house and there's some cat and at the end of the movie the rat starts to ride the cat like a horse. <laughs> you know, as you do. 
and then and then everybody dies. I'm kidding. It's a kids show or a movie. Okay, something cringy or that I filmed. Okay, okay. With all of the jokes, I am very on topic for the season right now. With all of the jokes happening about the man behind the slaughter, but I still really enjoy <laughs> the Five Nights at Freddy's. Sorry. I actually still really enjoy the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. Okay, I can also, get why I it died off from the mainstream. Literally, like maybe a week before the man behind the slaughter happened, you were showing us all of the Five Nights at Freddy's yeah, songs no from the Living Tombstone, and you literally said at the first one, "Hey, I don't like this one that much. It was too memed." The second one comes on. I actually really like this song. I really like the perspective of how it's told by, of how okay, it's told yes, by the parents of the song, and like literally really like after it. that, the second living tune stood on is the man behind the slaughter. Literally, that li- a week later, that song just becomes a huge meme, and I find that Austin, so ironic. You are the f- I, chosen okay, one. I actually really like. I really... <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I have the hair for it. Anyways, no. Are like, you saying that you have the hair of Jesus? No. Yeah, no. why is it called Jesus if it's Jesus? Come on. I'm gonna stop you right there and get this train off of a siding and back on track. Someone, someone just pick up the train. And okay, throw guys. Up on the track, so, um, what's something cringy? The train derailed so hard at this point that it ran Wait, into you, a city. What? For those who don't know. For those who don't know, the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise is a series of independently created horror games by a man named Scott Cawson, which essentially capitalized on how creepy those robots were at Chuck E. Cheese's. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's sort of, like, died down because, like, the, they, like, it's, some of these aspects of it were, like, so creepy or something that, like, eventually, like, it started, like, uh, it got too samey, like, I guess. For one reason or another, oh, it was it was being played by so many like big popular YouTubers that it got pop. The fan base essentially got populated by a bunch of who didn't know children. Anything. And so and that was and that was our direction of cringe culture. But that's what we had to deal with when we were younger. We were the generation that watched all those popular YouTubers and fell in love with those fell in love with those franchise franchises. And now that we're teenagers. We're the and we're the ones that control how memes work. We're looking back at what we were told was cringe, and we're saying, "What are you talking about? This was great." Minecraft yeah. is another example of. This, I think it. Uh, I think it. It was loved, yeah. then despised for being too oversaturated, then loved once more. I think the reason like FNAF and people call it FNAF was like kind of died down is because it's not really as scary. Yeah. If you, when you do the same thing over and over again, it just stops being scary. Which is why the VR game, the VR game was such a like cool revitalization of everything. Cause like now you're actually sitting in an office and these big robots actually- And you see how big face. they actually are. And it's, oh yes, yes, apparently they're very tall and I'm really considering getting a VR system just to play the game. They're expensive as shit. Your computer can't handle it though. I have a PS4. Oh yeah, you can do PSV. That, those aren't those headsets like three hundred dollars? Well, actually, you cannot play the game without the VR headset. But yeah, it just wouldn't be the same. It'd be okay. like point and click. Yeah. Okay then. I, again, a PSVR costs like 
what 300 yeah so it's like i don't know another console actually my is. graphics my graphics card was v already <laughs> oh yeah since we cut this off the internet, uh, they said I could my graphics card on my computer run. broke and now i can't play video games anymore oh okay wait as long as we're on the topic of cringy topics that people don't like that i do because that's the topic we selected for this episode. Can I just say one? Can right, I just can I just say four there words? SpongeBob SquarePants. That's two words. SpongeBob. Oh, it is. No, it's technically four. SpongeBob. It's two. It's two uh, combo words or whatever the. I love this show. The reason nobody ever takes it serious when they never try to discuss it because they just say, "Oh, you're just obsessed with that shit." Like people just assume that it's something that I never grew out of, but it's like, in some aspects, yes, I can see that. But it's also like, like so feels. I like. I think it's probably single-handedly so like one of the greatest like cartoons that has ever influenced me personally. A lot of them overall. And I will say that like there was a huge, huge like when the show reached like seasons eight and nine, but it has certainly ramped up. I'm one of those kids that grew out of the show, and then just I look back at it every once in a while in happiness because. There are, it's layered. It's a great show, and I have a lot of respect for it. Mm-hmm. I do also have a teensy pinch of neglect because of how many shows it killed, because of how popular it was. But yeah, Nickelodeon has like a very like staunch like three season rule. Three seasons or ex- less, because I think they're rule or something. And except for two shows that were super popular, being SpongeBob and The Fairly Odd Parents, and every other show uh, produced by them basically got the boot or was like just overall killed off simply because they never could do what spongebob would i love okay here's the thing i love about talking with spongebob with people everyone who has never seen it when they were a kid has the exact same excuse my parents thought it was stupid yeah no i have never met a single person who had never seen Spongebob growing up, whose reason was not that. Okay, Austin, you wanna know something? My parents thought it was stupid. They just watched it anyway. So basically the reason me and Austin watched Literally. It. That's wholesome. My, my mom didn't control the TV. However, whenever we would bring it up, she would hate us for it. She still hates the show now. But like... I think that mostly stems from the fact that like when we were kids, like really young kids, most of like we were in that like dark age of spongebob when like the episodes were not that bad i mean were that bad but i think like you watch seasons one through three the first movie okay i love the the very first first, episode so much the very first episode of spongebob is not the first episode the very first movie Spongebob is probably one of the movies I've come the closest to crying to. And I'm not... Okay, what I'm about to say next is not to make light of the situation. And I apologize. Like, I'm not trying to make it sound comedic. And this is probably going to sound exaggerated, but, like, the only other movie that I have come close to crying to was the movie about the Columbine shooting. That one... I will say that the Columbine shooting are, like, 
was way closer than Spongebob. But, like, and I'm not trying to say that, like, the tragedy of people dying can be likened to Spongebob. But what I'm saying is that, like, you don't have to, like, like, it's okay to embrace these sorts of childish things. And that's tangentially, like, exactly related to the Spongebob musical. These, I, w- I will, like, die on this hill. The Spongebob musical is single-handedly one of the greatest pieces of Spongebob media ever produced. It has so much love and care and, like, genuine appreciation for the show poured into, like, every aspect of it. And, like... Actually, that that kind of reminds me of a piece that of people consider cringe for me that I have to overcome. And it's not a complete but I can relate to it. And that's my subsequent addiction to the Sonic the Hedgehog series. (laughs) Holy shit. I have put so much time into loving that series. And um, because of that, I've dealt with a lot of flack. Not like people going out of their way to say that I'm weird for it, but subtle ways. Because no one's gonna like some dude that's poured his life into some hedgehog that runs fast. But no, it, uh, what Austin's version of the Spongebob musical, that's what reminded me of this, is similar to the game that I know as Sonic Mania, where it's had so much love and so much care into it that you just, when you know the full story behind its development, it's probably one of the best games that I know. And it is the highest rated Sonic game, even over the classics that were done all the way back. For those who don't know, the Sonic franchise has had a rocky, it has a rocky history where the first three games originally released back in the 90s are what people consider the best. And the moment once the 3D renaissance of gaming came up where everyone was switching to 3D games, they kind of ended up dying over time because no one was able to because they just didn't know how to translate him into 3D. I can't go into the nuances of level design and why he wasn't able to translate into 3D, but I'm not going to nerd out for that long because <laughs> you guys are going to get bored. So, <laughs> basically, um, he had a he had a rocky start into 3D. So, it's like we're in a weird purgatory right now where we had one we had two games on the gamecube that people liked that were 3d originally but then the games as people put less and less effort of them from sonic team they got worse and worse until they got and created a game and then there was a game known as sonic um sonic the hedgehog that was released in 2006 sonic 06 that game that game was originally going to be like a full reboot of the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. And it was original it originally had a lot of effort put into it. However, due to time crunches, it ended up being a disgusting buggy mess. The, and actually, the one thing in that game ser- game that was not rushed was the music. If you look up the music from that game, it's legitimately fully orchestrated by a live orchestra. Wait, like, yeah, like it's not Galaxy? even yeah, like Super Mario Galaxy, it's fully orchestrated, and it's super well done, it's super good music, and just, however, the rest of the game, they had the storyboard, they had a story, but 
they ha- the animations had to be quick, uh, hastily done. The game is a buggy as shiz. The mechanics are legitimately broken, and that's what. And as uh, in YouTube, it was memed as hell because of how glitchy it was. The game grumps, I think, were the start of this. I, I believe where they played the game and everyone laughed them laughing at the game. And or at least everyone watched them la- laughed with them as they laughed at the game, and people started to hate it. However, even back then, it had poor releases. Uh, so, because of that disaster of a game, which I had to touch on because of why it was a disaster, they released a game called Sonic Unleashed for the Xbox 360. It was supposed to be another reboot. However, this time, it worked. People nowadays have gripes with the game, and We'll talk about how it has some mechanics, however, at least one half of the game, um, where it was just Sonic running around through levels, and with the mechanic known as boost, where as you collected rings and killed enemies, you would gain the ability to press a button and you'd instantly go fast and beat someone in it. You would instantly go faster as well as you would plow through enemies. And that mixed with other mechanics like drifting made the game a lot funner. So they just stuck to that formula, again and again. This, enti- this entire time, they stuck to that same gameplay style, but with different, with, di- with differences. And now people hate Sonic again because they need to come up with a more creative idea. And then they created, and then everyone was so pissed off when they created the game Sonic, uh, Sonic oh, Forces, right. because of how that game was the same thing, just the boost formula again, but lazily done. And and at the, the uh, literally a year before then or months before then, they released Sonic Mania. Now to touch that game story, where I mentioned how people love the classics. Those classics, there's a thing known in there as a ROM hack, where because computers have grown so much, people have been able to take old consoles from the 90s, convert them into a program, take the data from the cartridges convert them into a file known as a ROM, and by loading the program and opening the ROM file, you'll be able to play the games exactly as they were on the original console. Except in a computer. Exactly. Because of that, what existed were ROM hacks, but where people would take the original game files and modify them, put them back in the ROM files, and you could play them using an emulator that are completely changed. One of the people that made this was a guy named Christian Whitehead. Yeah. Christian Whitehead was probably one of the best ROM hackers. He made his own engine for the Sonic the Hedgehog series. He's made some of the best ROM hacks for it, where he's added new characters from the future. He's added a ton of cool stuff, completely new levels. People loved this, this loved the the fan games that he would make, and. He got hired by Sega later on, and he created mobile ports of the first of the first two games and Sonic CD. Never got approved for the third one, and he poured so much love into them. He made them widescreen. He added modern features like Supersonic to all of them. He made all of them lo- run better, and he just he um this he, it was not just the rom file ported over he put them all he remade the games from the ground up using his own engine instead of just taking the game and putting it on the phone even though it could be even though it's possible because of that 
widescreen was a thing because of that he was able to implement mechanics from sonic 2 like the spin dash which was a mechanic where if you held down and pressed the spin button you can get a little bit of speed and you you can get some speed instantly to make the game easier and I implemented those into sonic 1 and sonic cd and because of that people love those ports then he made his proposition to sega let me make an entirely new um classic sonic game from the ground up and he did and that's what sonic mania is it features remixed old levels from the previous classics as well as completely new levels which in my opinion are better than the rest with completely new level design and completely new music done by another popular with the similar story of T. Lopes, which was a super respected uh, Sonic music remixer who made all of the music for the game. The music, in my opinion, is fudging fire. The levels are fudging fire. It's such a good game and it's the highest rated Sonic game, period. And it should, it's all, and the reason I say this, it's because a bunch of people who are passionate about a blue hedgehog that runs fast probably um were hired onto the game development team that, that um they loved so much and made a better game than what was given to them all those years ago and that game was a far more likes than sonic forces that was just a rehash of what we already knew lazily done by like a, a lazily done by a team who doesn't know what to do with their pro with their franchise and then years later, they make the Sonic movie that came out that I still haven't fucking yeah, watched. I still have not seen that. I really gotta we're get watching that. No, if you haven't seen, we're watching this together. Discord. We're doing no. that. Screen share. I don't know. Hell I don't yeah. want. We'll do, we'll do it on Discord, and I don't know. We'll organize that another piracy. <clears throat> I don't want to pirate it. I, if we get it, we're gonna. I'm gonna pay for it because it's a series I love so much. I can't. I can't. I don't have the heart to pirate it. Not piracy. Yeah! We do not condone piracy in this podcast. Um, alright, so... I just want to say this. Like... Sus. Segways and transitions are really difficult to do. And is there anything that you guys, like, think is cringy, but you're apathetic towards? Like, you think that that's cringy, but if somebody else likes it, good for them. Um... Cause Undertale shop theme, we went over Undertale that. I think for me personally, I think it's probably like a lot of aspects of TikTok. Like I think that TikTok dances yeah, are cringy that's- and stupid. I think that. Why should you care? Well, I think I might have just invalidated. Yeah, I think exactly. I just invalidated. That's I, what I was trying to leave yeah, you. I fudge and hate. I, I still podcast right here. Why should you care what I have to say about TikTok dances or anything else? Like the thing is, I, that's, that's, that's like if you like that, that's so good. Like I'd love to have the kind of confidence to just like film me and my friends doing a silly dance. I'd love to have that kind of confidence, and that fact that you do is great for you. But personally. I think like dancing to like a popular song and like filming it and posting it on the internet. I think that's kind of silly. But I'm and I think and it's I cringy. think I, I kind of I feel kind of bad for the people that I've like said were dumb for doing that because at the end of the day they were just doing something that they loved, and I put them down for that. And I I looking and back like really- I feel really like bad for like the people that I talked down to for dancing like that. 
and I've kind of learned to like I mean I haven't like perfected like I still think like it's kind of weird and like dumb but it's like if <laughs> I hate I really hate to do this to people like to call like something that they enjoy dumb but like I have to like remind myself like they're not hurting anybody and this is something that they enjoy doing so like why should I like prioritize myself with saying that like that's stupid and because that's if, I'm, my if I should be comfortable okay. sorry for trying to interrupt oh, I'm sorry I'm sorry it's a really long point I apologize but like if I can be comfortable like talking about the square dude cheese head who lives in a pineapple under the sea why shouldn't these people be comfortable to sing and dance well, not sing. And if I could be com- comfortable watching, a, talking about a blue hedgehog that runs fast, probably for like ten minutes. Apologies for the tangent. No, it's funny. But it's anyways, but uh, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, TikTok is my. I agree with that. I respect everyone that's able to do that. But I'm still gonna hate it. I'm still gonna hate it if you send me a TikTok. It's like, look at this funny meme. No, I, I, I don't. I don't like it. Uh, it's just, it hurts. As I mentioned, it's cringy to me, but I still respect people who like it because it's just their form of comedy. And it's kind of a hard for me to do that because of, you know, how much I find it cringy. But again, at the end of the day, it's just a, it's just people having fun in their Can own I see way. That? Also, I, I realized nobody probably knows what the undertale shop theme if they're watching this and they're just you know someone who goes on can TikTok. you play the real one i, I got it yeah I'm, oh, i have what's it out there's no beat drop the original doesn't have a beat drop the undertale soundtrack so much man Nathan <laughs> walks in. Steals microwave. Is that the TikTok literally, song? Literally. <laughs> oh my god, she did that. I don't think this isn't even a microwave behind yeah, it was a me. Toaster. Okay. Exactly. Literally. Oh, was it? It was okay, for those who don't know, we were all in Zoom classes, and one day my fudging sis. There's like a ton of kitchen appliances behind me and where my computer is located and my sister wanted to make toast for breakfast. Just she takes the toast and then just several people start texting me about did your sister just steal your toaster? I'm like, what the fudge? Why do you care? (laughs) (laughs) I lost the divorce. She took the toaster. Honey, it's two o'clock. Time for... And then, like, in algebra class, uh, in algebra class, someone made a joke about the microwave behind me. There isn't even a microwave behind me. It's a toaster oven. It's a different, it's different. She took the oven. No, she took the, I know, she took the toaster. Oh, I thought she took the oven. Just picks up the oven. No, no, um. You have to rewatch that episode. Fourth wall breaks. Isn't that kind of the idea of a podcast? Um, is there anything that like? Okay, so like, draw. If if like something is very obviously trying to be like cringy to be ironically cringy, does that still make it cringy? Ah, there's a fine line between it. Bless you. 
there's a fine line if you're if you're someone out there that la- that goes on tiktok and is able to laugh at all of the cringe on there then again there's a fine line between somebody doing something just for the cringe aspect so that we can laugh at it later and between actual what people call cringe and i feel like that that in itself is a weird case study where where is the fine line no objective but there is but maybe the line isn't straight maybe for some things it's over here and then for other things it's all the way over at this other place and so like oh wait, it's wait, two things. not like the same for everything i don't know i mean yeah you know it makes sense like it, it's it's different for various aspects i just want to say like two things real quick why did everyone just unanimously forget about the duet option on tiktok oh yeah everyone just, there like, were a lot make, of memes about that like, originally huge chains with that feature and everyone and then it, like one day everyone just stopped yeah, I I realize I just realized like that. The most I've ever seen, I don't know. my opinion of TikTok in relation to musically at least is yeah. musically, but with the better options. Oh, yeah. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Am I wrong? No. It's, am I wrong? Because I've seen the TikTok creator. It's intuitive as heck. Like it is really mm-hmm. well designed. Like you can easily make stuff on there, and that's probably why it's the way it is, and that's why they advertise it as videos from people you know or whatever the fucking slogan is the point is like anyone can make a video on there and have it edited decently it's super intuitive and easy to oh do. yeah and because of that the duet feature when people all realized that was a thing people just kind of took off with it and then once people realize wait this yeah. isn't that funny because... people stop yeah i like i have to say okay i will say this the people who like reacted or like duetted with tiktoks and literally just looked at them with a disapproving look look were like probably just as unfunny if not more unfunnier oh they were than like the i didn't find it funny at all but i will say i didn't find it funny at all tangentially here this is like this is related to something you were talking about earlier like about humor and whatnot the greatest divide i have ever felt between the two genders was not during an intense debate about something it was when we were watching a comedy special. It was so weird. It was so weird. Like, it's a long story, but like a bunch of our a bunch of our school friends and like a couple of staff members were like, we 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 had we had gone out to participate in some churches, all the way out in Myrtle Beach, and so we were staying at a beach house. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We gotta mute that out. We don't want to be DDoS. I mean, I don't live near there, but still. We don't live near there either, so it's not like they're gonna. Oh. It's uh. What's it's a Myrtle Beach, beach by the way? It's a beach. It's one of the most popular beaches in the Carolinas. Anyways, um, none of us really live near there, but we were all staying in this big old beach house with a couple of staff members from our school. You know, everyone had their own rooms and whatnot. But um, there was a main like living area on like the third like because like the well, it's weird because like the houses there are built vertically so, like they make the houses really thin but they go up like four floors because like the first floor is just like the quote-unquote first floor is like the house is elevated up one story so you have to climb up a flight of stairs that is equivalent to one story because they get flooding there so like the third floor is actually the fourth one if that makes mm. sense 
Anywho, we're in the living area, and like somebody put on like a comedy special from like some comedian, and like all of us like guys were just like chilling out in the kitchen. I don't even remember what we were doing, and all the girls were watching this comedian. And mind you, there were like a, a variety like of like personalities and like ages. Like we had like one who was like twenty, one who was like forty something, and then like all the teenage girls. Thing is, like they all thought that this comedian was hilarious, okay. right? And I, like all of us guys were like, I don't get it. Like we did not know like what was going on. They thought it was hilarious. Like it was the funniest thing they've ever seen. I've never laughed that hard personally at comedy specials. Like, like things that are like generally funny, I don't laugh at them. But I think it's usually a case of like me being by myself. But like, they thought that like this like comedian was like so funny. And I'm not saying that maybe she wasn't, you know, like. But it was so weird. Like, just like all of these girls thought that. Like, she was like absolutely hilarious and it's not like that we we didn't like it's not that we shot it's not like us guys stopped doing that she was stupid we were just like i legitimately don't get it like where's the fun i wasn't like she wasn't mission locate the funny it's not that she was bad i'm not saying she was terrible because honestly i don't even remember what any of the jokes were all i remember is that like none of the guys they didn't think it was stupid i will say this it was more like confusion we were like, I don't get it. And like, it literally felt like we were in an episode of The Office or something, because we just all stared at each other. And we were like, I have no idea what's going on. Can I also bring up Please. an actual example of cringe culture for a second? Sure, why don't you close That's completely out. different to what we've done. Why don't you close us close out? Yeah. out? Hi, how you are you? You don't want to talk Wait. about the anonymous asexual. Wait. Do you know that comic oh. series? Anyone want to bring that up? That, that's cringy as shit. Uh, we're trying to go I don't care what he thinks, alright? <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I don't care what he thinks. Oh, well. Yeah, so. So, as long as we can't already what? Asexual, what? Asexual, Cameron, I think we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. The Anonymous Asexual is a comic series done by a dude who uh, no, no, tries. No, 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 it's not a dude. It's a thing, I'm pretty sure. Not a dude. Not a dude. Wait. They're. I apologize. Done by a. Done by a. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm not equipped to do this. I cannot use pronouns. I, okay, that is my fault. I'm the one wrong for doing to, that. I need to. Like, I'm not here to like make fun, but I'm pretty sure that they identify as. What is the word? Is like some. Sometimes you're one. Sometimes the other. What? Gavin, the I'm reading the cringe. What is the word for like gender when like? What is the word for gender? Like the gendered word for when some days they're male, some let's just human. say it's the person because they're human. But there we go, they're not a furry. That's what we know. I, I think I okay, so they're a human being who decide who makes co- a comic series address that attention that is supposed to, um, so, uh, that's supposed to tackle like the oppression of people that are ace and people that are like gender stereotypes, so not people that are like, um. That we make the joke about, I sexually identify as a <laughs> as a gender fluid potato. That entire that entire group of people who identify as something else. It's supposed to be a comic series tackling that. However, they do it in a way that's like it's cringe, even to the people that it's, they're supposed to talk out to. Like, just it's. Let's yeah. one where she's like, 
calling out like oh. the destructive nature okay of it's stupid i read like three of them yeah. on google images and it's kind of dumb oh, you looked it up. it's kind of dumb as a, okay cameron as, as uh, a, i kind of agree with one of them but even then it's, it's a little bit far but not so like again i think it's some about of the presentation them are... like I understand yeah. where you're coming from when you say that, like, gender reveals... No, the gender reveal be... thing, I don't, I don't care okay, I understand, about that. You I can understand say whatever you want to say. If they don't, like... Okay, uh, that's the only one I can remember. That's the only one I can remember off the top of my head because I don't have it pulled up. But, like, the gender reveal one, I can understand from a certain point of view because it's like, oh, you believe that children should be able to choose their own gender and not be uh, restricted by the one. So I understand your point. To describe the comic, it's uh, the guy toothpaste hair. Yeah, come on, literally they the have guy, an entire the person. Apologies there. once more. Um, the per- yeah, they have an entire comic for that. The um, the person I don't know the pronoun for referring to them as like a, as the guy or girl. I do know you refer to them as a day, but that's that's I actually I forgot in this moment. Okay, so the person makes a. Uh, the comic is uh, toothpaste hair. There we go. Toothpaste hair is like um, uh, inhales, exhales and, uh, towards a it's a boy or it's a girl uh, gender reveal at a baby shower and or the birth itself, probably baby shower, and is, uh, inhales, exhales. Okay, that's fine. Just don't be surprised when they. Okay, honestly, if I'm gonna be real, on. that comic strip, that one's fine That's until fine. like maybe the last that panel. Again, I say maybe because like it's not exactly wrong about anything here, but like the last panel to me just makes them as makes me assume that they think they're going to change themselves, which is yeah. not necessarily the case. Um. I mean, it's chance that it, there's a real chance that it, they don't want to be called a boy. I'm not talking about toothpaste here. I'm talking about the gender reveal person. But I, I understand a lot of them. A lot of them they tackle things that are completely fine from a PC perspective. It's just that I don't know the attitude behind it makes me. You don't hate like it. the presentation the behind it. All makes me hate it. I don't like the presentation of it. Apologies, everyone. It was, uh, we kind of, we kind of got cut off. Austin accidentally hit the end button, so we're just gonna end it off, considering that we were talking about Vor on a tangent that was going nowhere that probably could have offended the person, so... Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna cut it off. Uh, we um, derailed well, wait, from it. Yeah. We derailed from this completely at the end there. So, kind of wake up. I think to conclude, I think to conclude, as long as it's not like actively, as long as it's not a group that's like actively intended to harm people. Yeah. Even if it's like deemed cringe, even if it's silly or something, like you are more than welcome to enjoy the things you enjoy. As long as, like, I mean, as long as it's not like. You know, actually harm- hurting anyone yeah as long as it's not harmful to you or those around you like if you want to like be really infatuated with like the story of a blue hedgehog you're more than welcome to if you want to like delve into the history behind you know a talking sponge you're more than welcome to if you want to perform dances with your friends that might look just like a little bit silly you're more than welcome to like 
I think cringe culture is like so fascinating because we've grown so used to like hating on these communities that we kind of like stop like kind of like forget that like at the end of the day they're not hurting anyone you know as silly as these are and well well and like you know like I said there is exceptions let's not forget that one kid who made it musically while his grandpa was on his deathbed right behind him that's not acceptable that's an extreme example you know, it's. I don't think it's fair to compare everybody who like gets their friends together and dances in front of like the bathroom mirror to a kid who made a TikTok about his grandfather not wanting to pass away, singing like "Don't you give up?" No, no, no. So, to conclude, as long as you're not harming anybody, you are more than welcome to like whatever you want. And if someone calls it stupid, don't bother caring about that. Like. Just like what you like. Yep. Well, I that's why that... dad. Okay, I'm gonna bring this to dad jokes now. So dad jokes what? is no, no, that no, stage no. in a guy's life where he stops caring about being funny for other people's sake and just does what he enjoys for himself, okay. which is why they're so stupid. I also want to end off with the joke. Okay, <laughs> is that this joke and that's it? Why did where did Miyamoto go to college? Um, where? Wii U! Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody. For- Miyamoto's the creator. Uh, Miyamoto's the owner of Nintendo for context. The owner of Nintendo. The owner. The CEO of Nintendo. I'm, Is he? Wait, okay, yes, I just got the joke. Sure. I just got the joke. Miyamoto is for sure the CEO slash owner of Nintendo. He's the Absolutely. CEO of Mario. It's, and it, definitely it's, not Bowser. There we go. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for the second episode of <clears throat> the Pizga Podcast. If you enjoyed it, I don't know what's wrong with you, but make sure to stick around because we'll hopefully have an episode three out for you guys very soon. Um, um If you lasted this long... like an hour or something. I I could never sit through it. Okay, it's currently only 11.22 in the morning, but I'm gonna go back to bed. Have a good night, morning, and evening, everybody. I'm gonna cry that I don't have a computer anymore.